Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. These guys are nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that team, that's two. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. I am the host. You are the co host. 806 855 the text line. We can have a good time today. It is Friday. No idea what's about to happen. I do know, though, Texas Tech baseball is playing in Austin a three-game series. Texas Tech softball playing in Austin a three-game series. The Lady Raiders tonight in the Super 16 against Arkansas and beyond. So much going on tonight and this weekend in Texas Tech world. I'm sure there's uh, all kinds of other things going on as well. Uh, XFL games, more Sweet 16 action in the men's tournament, the women's tournament, all kinds of frivolity, weekend fun, lawn mowing. Uh, Some guys were out uh, spray painting the grass around my uh, complex this weekend. So I would assume... More and more people out and about uh, getting their lawns in check heading into the summer. I know it's just a couple of days after the first day of spring, but it's never too early, right? Uh, This texture, I'm going to go full Cyclone Larry and say if Tech wins a national championship in football this year, I will tase a part of my body. Thank you for keeping that radio friendly because Cyclone Larry tases a very specific part of his body. Um, in the middle region on the front. Back to the text line. Since I missed yesterday, top five dumbest movies I still watch. Number five, FDR, American Badass. Number four, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Wow, that's a lot of nuts. Number three, Blazing Saddles. Number two, Hot Rod. Why am I saying what? What way? And uh, Monty Python, Holy Grail. Some solid movies there. Solid, solid movies. Uh, This texture, 
Spray painting, LMAO. Yeah, they were doing the little, uh, you know, little green paint. I don't know what it is. What's the green paint? Is it fertilizer? Is it uh, some kind of... It wasn't just like Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, Cryon spray paint. It was some big machine that they were painting the grass green. Oh, it's dye. Sorry. Dyeing the grass green. What is the difference? Spray paint, dye, whatever it is. I know we are talking pro teams. This from the Raiderland. Uh, The concept is you can join any professional team for a five-year stretch in the history of sports. Who would you choose? Where would you go? Uh, Some popular answers. Uh, Different moments of time with the Yankees. Different moments of time with the Dallas Cowboys, particularly the early 90s. Uh, I threw out current Chiefs. Obviously, I threw out uh, early 10s Rangers. The most successful run. Uh, But it would have been pretty fun, this texter says, playing on teams with Permian in the 80s, early 90s and practicing in that 110 degree heat. Uh, Very different, very different uh, definitions of fun there. And again, that's I think why a lot of people picked baseball because I can't hear 110 degree heat no, without no, no, thinking no, about no. your intro. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the that's what the uh, you know this that is the Permian team of the early early 90s, eight ladies, eight ladies, eight ladies. Huh? That's one uh, late 80s. Um, yeah, all those two a days. All that, uh, yeah, that's what got you there. But I don't know that I would want to go back and sign up for five years of hell. Somebody mentioned the Alabama teams. Yeah, maybe now, because that really is a professional outfit. Um, but if you're just, like, enjoyment factor for championships, I certainly would go back to the 60s or 70s. Uh, like those Steelers teams in the 70s, um, the 80s, the 49ers. Now, a little dangerous to go back football that far because uh, you're really uh, risking your health at that point. I know you risk your health now, but back then even different. Um, which, which is why I think a lot of people were choosing baseball because it's really just a party and then you go out and hang out and – if you're like a, a utility player or a, a bench roll guy in baseball or like a, a not often used reliever, you're really just on a road trip for 162 days. That'd be really fun. It's dye. It's used to mark your previous path. No, they were painting the whole grass. Previous path, I don't, I don't know what that means. I'm not a, I'm not a grass guy, but they were painting the whole, uh, the whole of the grass, or dying, whatever you want to call it. The grass is green now. That's all I know. Uh, Joey McGuire sounds like Trump when he talks about his teams. This year's team is going to be the most luxurious team. Could beat any other team by twenty or thirty points. All other teams are terrible, horrible. Ugly. 
I kind of like that. I like the Joey McGuire attitude because I lived through the Matt Wells attitude or the Cliff Kingsbury attitude or the Tommy Tuberville attitude of, ah, you know, we'll go out and try our hardest. At least when Cliff was here and you went to media days and the team was talking, they were talking about Big 12 championships. In Matt Wells' final year at media days, the team was like, yeah, I hope we can win a bowl. I go Just go to a bowl game. That'd be fun. Just a bowl game would be nice. In the back to last year, yeah, I, I want to win every game. That's the players saying that, the buy-in. And I guarantee you, if the head coach in March is DMing random fans about winning national championships, that's something that the program believes. And that is a dangerous thing that Texas Tech football has been missing for a long time amongst players, coaches, administration, and fan base is the belief that you can compete at the highest level. We get it in this text group all the time. Oh, you have to be in the SEC. Lock of the weekend over 12 and a half Shiner Box. Hyatt destroys watching Tech Baseball in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, if you set the line at 12 and a half from now until Sunday evening, yeah, we're probably hammering the over. And not probably, we are hammering the over. 12 and a half. Easy money. Oh, now we get another grass texter. L-O-L-O-L-O-L. It's pre-emergent. It kills the weeds. It's green, and they're using a, a paint sprayer. Why can I not say they're painting it green? I feel like that's the proper terminology. Pre-emergent. So we're getting the weeds before they emerge. You know, we tried to do the Grow With Bro last year. Uh, and then I could not get the water hose connected outside of my apartment complex. They have like a, a lock on it or something. They've taken the handle off. I used pliers. I started the water. But you can't... Um, they don't want you messing around with the hose, I guess. Which... You know, probably a good idea. Some idiot would leave that on and rot the foundation out. Maybe we try to do Grow With Bro Real this year. We'll figure it out. We'll do that on Twitter, at Rob Bro Show. We won't do it on this show or this station. It's the Rob Bro Show. We'll take a break when we come back. Um... Texas Tech baseball talk. We've got some starters. We've got some uh, projected lineups. We've got Gavin Cash going back to Austin. Some storylines we'll talk through. We'll do it next. It's a Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9. Oh, wait. No, we're still restarting. Sorry. Still loading. That's my bad. I thought when you text me it was going to be good. Oh, wait. We'll keep going. We'll do it now. We'll do it live. Texas Tech base. You know what? We'll do the Lady Raiders first. The Lady Raiders are heading on the road for the first time in the NIT. Uh, they're going to Bud Walton Arena in Fayetteville, Arkansas, SEC Plus, which I believe is the ESPN version of ESPN Plus. Uh, you can watch that game tonight at 7 p.m. 
If you want to hear more about the Lady Raiders and their trek through the NIT, there is a podcast for you. Uh, go check out Seeing Scarlet. Those two ladies, uh, Sibby and Shelby, do a great job uh, talking about the Lady Raiders and all the Texas Tech sports, but they really do uh, take in a lot of the uh, softball and Lady Raider basketball and have some special insight there. Um, Bree Scott, Bailey Moppin. Bailey Moppin has been the best player, or at least the most productive player on the team in the NIT, the WNIT. Bree Scott, for the year, was the best player on the team. Uh, Bree Scott going home to Arkansas, back to her hometown, her home state, if not hometown. Uh, that is an, an intriguing matchup. Now, the Lady Raiders, since 2003, have not won three rounds of a postseason tournament. This would be their first Elite Eight since 2003. Um, Grade Eight, Elite Eight, whatever you want to call it, it's still impressive. And to do it against Arkansas uh, would be even more impressive. Uh, They've been good this year. A better record by a couple of games. They absolutely lit up their Super 16 uh, their matchup to get to the Super 16, uh, SFA, won by like 20 or 25. Uh, they have a bunch of productive players. Um, but again, the baton passing from Bree Scott to Bailey Moppin. Bailey Moppin uh, does it from three in game one against UTEP. Uh, does it from the paint against SMU. She was ice cold from three, but it didn't matter. She outproduced herself. So... Lots of talent there for the Lady Raiders. Bryn Gerlich, uh, her last ride. Bree Scott's last ride. Uh, Katie Farrell's last ride. Arkansas is a tough team. Uh, you're going to have to be tough. You're going to have to put a body on a body. Uh, you're going to have to be aggressive, which I think playing in the Big 12 uh, prepares you for that. And you certainly have some players who are unafraid to put it mildly, to go after the other team. Katie Farrell in particular. Junkyard dog, Katie Farrell. All right, now let's take the break. When we come back, Texas Tech baseball, Brendan Gurton on the mound tonight will give you his opponent. We'll give you the game times, the records, the thoughts, the charms, the storylines, and everything else when we come back. Rob Rocho, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Rocho, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Just getting hammered over this grass painting. Paint, pre-emergent, treat, treatment, whatever it is. Uh, this texture, they aren't painting your grass, bro, all caps for some reason. They are treating your grass with pre-emergent. The paint you are referring to is due to they can tell where they sprayed. You must live in a luxurious apartment community if they go as far as treating your yard to control weeds. I don't know that I would say luxurious. <laughs> I'm on a, a reserved uh, salary here, but. I uh I do live in an apartment complex. 
Luxurious is a little strong. Now, they also didn't do up by the houses. They just did the curb appeal. Uh, but this is still uh, an apartment complex that was bought out, I think, more than a year ago now. And still has a vinyl banner over the existing brick sign. It just like duct taped a, a vinyl banner onto the brick sign. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. Bobby Bro, I hope you have a fantastic Friday and a fantastic weekend. Gonna be a good one. Gavin Cash will hit four bombs this weekend like Baby Ruth. I'm calling my shot. And it's nuts. That's from uh, Grande Apollo. It's actually from Grand Apollo today. I like it. Uh, this texture, if we're not bringing in McCasland, who would you bet on us hiring? And I mean this legitimately. I'm not trying to skirt the issue. I don't know. It very well still could be McCasland. That is what has been reported. A lot of smart people are saying it's probably that guy. I'm just saying, until it happens, it's not happened yet. He is still the leading candidate. And I, Hyde accused me of uh, setting the groundwork so I could say I was right later. I'm not doing that either. I'm kind of doing that, but... We just all went with that Jeff Goodman tweet and we're just done with the coaching search when the day before we had President Skuvenik on and he said there were still interviews taking place. Who do you want to trust? President Skuvenik, the guy in charge, or Jeff Goodman with sources? I know what I think. You want to listen to that interview? You can go back to uh, wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the Raiderland and Ryan Hyatt talk to Doctor Lawrence Skuvenik. Who are we bringing in? If it's not McCasland, I don't know. Uh, I would go ahead and say not Jerome Tang. Probably not Eric Musselman. Uh, there was an NBA coach in the mix. Don't think it's going to be him. A former NBA coach. A Baylor assistant had his name brought up several times. I just think there are guys still out there who might be in the mix. Uh, do you have formica or granite in your kitchen and baths? Is Formica the uh, the fake granite, like the like veneer stuff? I'll go. F I'll go neither. I think I just have like fake veneer counters. I don't know. Why are people asking me all these questions? It's not luxurious. I don't know. I don't know where you think I live. I don't know what you think I make here at uh, Talk thirteen forty. Sorry, Talk one zero three nine. But. Uh, I'm not in some bougie gra granite. It's not marble. I'll tell you that. It looks like marble. It actually doesn't really look like anything. It's so worn down. I also spilled um, 
some protein gold in one of my one of my cabinets. Have you ever tried to get that out of a cabinet? It's insane. It's like a glass in there now. Uh, but it is luxurious enough to have the grass painted. So, you know, I might go get some grass paint and uh, do my own. Though it is, it's coming in pretty good. Except for uh, under my chair. That's all faded now because it's been out in the weather for so long. Do you ever just sit on your porch, Connor? That's a good time. I like to have a, a little coffee out there, maybe some egg Not whites. very often, but yeah, every once nice. in a while, if it's if it's sprinkling or something, oh, I'll yeah. take a, a cup of tea and my, my dog out and I'll sit on the front porch. We have more of a an overhang than a... <laughs> I don't know. My knees would get wet if it was sprinkling, I think. Or at least my, my shins. It depends on the angle, yeah. but but I right. still try. <laughs> oh, man. Apartment living, man. It's, it's living at its finest. Texas Tech baseball this weekend in Austin. Texas Tech 18-4, and 2-1 in Big 12 play. This will be Texas Longhorns' first action in Big 12 play. Uh, they played Nolens last weekend. Swept them. In fact, they've won 11 in a row. 15-7 and seven on the year. Let me say that again. They're 15-7 and seven with 11 wins in a row, so they started 4-7. and seven. That's math. Tonight at 7 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, both at 2.30, at UFCU. I believe that is the United Federal Credit Union Dish Falk Field in Austin, Texas. Tomorrow will be uh, Mason Molina and Travis Stethley. I think you have the edge in that starting matchup. But tonight, Brendan Gurton, who's 2-0 but 4-5-0 ERA, uh, versus Lucas Gordon, who's 2-0 with a 1-3-7 ERA. Uh, I think you have the bullpen edge here against Texas. I recommended a Lady Raider podcast earlier. I'll recommend a Texas Tech baseball podcast now. Uh, the formerly interviewed David Collier and Keith Patrick on Dinger Derby at the Red Raider dugout website uh, do a great job previewing these, uh, and they'll be able to spend more than 10 minutes like I am. Uh, they flesh it out and get into it. Uh, they will also talk more about Austin Beckel. Sorry, Brandon Beckel, who will not be in Austin, or at least not in the dugout, preparing to pitch in the bullpen this weekend. That four-game suspension upheld. Um, Dear Brett Yormark, there were a lot of policies that your predecessor, Bob Bullsby, had in place, like automatic suspensions with ejections, that you need to take a serious look at moving forward. I.e., in the instance where the opposing manager is so bottom hurt that he just went down 10 runs in game three of a series after choking away game one, his team being chirpy all weekend, especially after a win on Saturday, an even series, a rubber match, just gets it shoved on a, Saturday, a Sunday afternoon and you give both dugouts a warning from the umpire, and then they get struck out back-to-back, and they're crying, and you say the pitcher says something to them, 
And now it's just an automatic four-game suspension because your umpire couldn't keep control and your umpire allowed the other manager to eject the player on the other team. Now, that's just a hypothetical. But if that happens in a game, you should be able to review and appeal a suspension, a four-game suspension for a pitcher that's automatic and unappealable where your dumb rules committee just sends a copy of the rule book like you're an idiot. That's something I would look at hypothetically if that would were to happen. Um, and it did happen this weekend, this last weekend against Oklahoma State. Uh, but Brandon Beckel will not be pitching this weekend. And I, I do think that that hinders uh, your Sunday plans. Because now you have a TBA, which will probably be fast. Uh, you also have Kyle Robinson. It also affects what you can do on Friday. Does Robinson come out of the pin on Friday? Does Josh Sanders come out of the pin on Friday? Do you stick with what you've had out of the pin on Friday? Are you winning? Do you try to do something differently if you're losing? Do you bring out your top guy if you're losing or winning? It's, uh, it's, a, it's a dangerous precedent. That the opposing coach can do everything up until the warning, and then as soon as you say something, the other coach is just like, oh, he said something, you gave us a warning, you have to throw him out. We'll take the break. It's the Rob Rose Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money Sports. The Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. You and Hyatt sure weren't on the McCaslin bandwagon a few weeks ago. No. Not really on the bandwagon now. I've been very firm that if it is McCaslin, I will be fine with it. Certainly not jumping and screaming for it. If it's not McCaslin, I'll be fine with uh, whoever they get. There are some guys out there still that I would really want. I'm still high on Sean Miller. I'm still high on uh, Billy Donovan. I just don't know that those are in play right now. I would certainly take Eric Musselman. I don't think he's in play. I would prefer Jerome Tang over McCaslin. I don't think he's in play. I just don't. I don't know right now. It doesn't seem like you're fishing in that pond. Now, we want to, but I also said when we talked about all that, that Texas Tech certainly could fish in that pond, but they haven't yet. In the basketball world, in the football world, really in any world, you've never at Texas Tech gone out and paid a guy Maybe beyond Bob Knight, because even Tubby was trying to get back to the high level of basketball. But you've never gone and paid a guy a first contract that is huge. 
Now, you got there with Chris Beard. You did. You were paying him great money. But Texas Tech has never opened up the wallet for a first-time hire. In fact, the next time they make a real splash, big-time hire will be the first. Now, that doesn't mean they can't. But they haven't. And I kind of was in wait-and-see mode to see if they would. Now, Grant McCaslin would not be a big, huge hire, monetarily. Doesn't need to be. You don't have to offer him $4.5 million. Sean Miller, you probably would. Donovan, you probably would. Maybe even five. You haven't done that. Not saying you can't, or you shouldn't, or you won't, but you haven't. So why would I think that you're going to start that now out of nowhere? Uh, I do want to take a note of the RPI heading into the Big 12 slate this weekend. For losing two out of three to you, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State moves up in the RPI. That's how it works. Uh, Their RPI is now top 10 at number nine. The top five, UCLA, Arkansas, Virginia, Kentucky, LSU. Texas Tech up to 21 in the RPI. I think that's a really good spot for them. By the way, Vanderbilt 16-5. and They're 11th in the RPI. Missouri 17-3. and Arkansas 19-2. and Those are the three teams that Texas lost to in the opening weekend. Then they lost to 19-2 and LSU. They've played some teams. They have. Uh, A&M at 15 and 6, 23 RPI. You need them to keep winning to help you. You play Stanford, they're at 28. Iowa still at 36. They are 13 and 3. They only have one loss outside of you. Uh, West Virginia at 37. TCU at 50. In the Big 12 this weekend, if we take a look at the scoreboard potential, we do a lot of scoreboard watching. Uh, West Virginia playing Xavier. Xavier, a top 50 RPI team. Uh, West Virginia ranked at 24th via D1 Baseball. Uh, They're already in the bottom of the third there in that series. The rest of the Big 12 in Big 12 series... Baylor at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, you need a sweep. You need to sweep Baylor on the on the road for Baylor. That's a really tough series in Stillwater. You need a sweep. Now, really, you just need to win the series, two out of three. But you really are looking for a sweep there. Kansas State hosting Oklahoma. Kansas State needs to bounce back after losing on the road to Baylor. And really, Manhattan's a kind of a tough place to play. Kansas at TCU. TCU, you need a sweep. You lost two out of three on the road last weekend to Oklahoma. And it's Kansas. Kansas at home, not very good. Kansas on the road, even worse. 
Uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State tonight at 6, Oklahoma, Kansas State at 6, and then Kansas, TCU, 6.30. And then the 7 p.m. start, Texas Tech at Texas. They're on the Longhorn Network. And I, I don't think either team has to win in this series to set themselves up. Obviously, Texas needs the wins more. They've not won anything in the Big 12 yet. They've not played anything in the Big 12 yet. It's a home series. Home series. Um, you just want to take care of your home park to kind of be in a position to punch for a Big 12 championship. But for Texas Tech, now that you've already won a series in Big 12 play, you can really jump out in front of people if you win two out of three or sweep Texas. Really jump out in front of people. Especially having TCU the following weekend at home. Through your first three series, you could be in a really good position if you're Texas Tech. And then you get Oklahoma and Norman. I think six and a half was the line, probably, through the first four series with who you're playing and where you're playing. Two at, two, two at Rome. Two at home. Two on the road in those series. You held serve by winning the series against Oklahoma State. If you can win the series against Texas, win the series against TCU... I'm not going to say it doesn't matter what you do at Oklahoma because you never want to get swept, but you don't have to win that series if you win the first three series. Now, you'd like to win every series. That's how you win Big 12 championships. And you would love to sweep TCU to repay them for last year. But being where your feet are, taking one series at a time, a win in this series, especially against an unranked Texas right now, who is hot but hasn't played anybody in a month, huge. Now, I'm not saying Texas isn't dangerous. Texas absolutely can win two out of three here. I still think that Texas has some pieces. I think Texas has the ability to figure it out. I think the pitcher you're going against tonight is very good. And against your lineup could have some success. Uh, you're also in a first true road environment Texas also has uh, the Sweet 16 tonight so we'll see how many eyeballs are at the baseball park could be heavy Red Raiders tonight you've set some attendance records at Dish Falk with uh, Texas Tech crowds so feeling pretty good about the weekend I really do uh, the softball team that's another issue um You've been pretty good. You're on the cusp of being ranked. Texas softball is eighth in the country. That is a really tough environment and a really good team to go down there and win a series. But you need to avoid being swept at Texas. That's what Texas Tech softball is focused on. And you're trying to build. And as they're built, uh, Texas Tech can win a lot of games. Now, they're kind of boomer bust offensively. So you certainly can lose some games too in Big 12 play, especially Texas, Oklahoma, and those kind of teams, Oklahoma State. 
but if you want to get up into that upper echelon and start competing for Big 12 titles and NCAA tournaments, this is the opportunity. The first Big 12 series of Texas Tech season, you are, you've set yourself up to be a tournament team. If you can go 500 in Big 12 play, it's doable. It's doable. You just have to get there and do it. It's Rob Bro Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money Sports. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports wins in the Big 12. Texas Tech 26. This is the softball team. 26 and 8. Texas 27, 5 and 1. Oklahoma State 26 and 2. Oklahoma 27 and 1. Oklahoma and Texas, the only two teams with more wins. By the way, uh, Texas 19 and 3 at home. They've barely played away from home. Uh, Oklahoma six and zero at home. Texas Tech nine and two at home. Uh, Baylor seventeen and two at home. Oklahoma State twelve and one. Texas Tech six and two on the road. Uh, the most games, pretty much by far, besides Iowa State, who's eleven and fourteen overall, four and seven on the road. Um, so there you go. I would have to do a deeper dive into strength of schedule and all of that. But I feel good about Texas Tech softball. I do. I do. Uh, Average-wise, fourth in the conference, second in hits, uh, they lead the conference in home runs with 57. Oklahoma has 49. Uh, lapping the field in total bases. Top two in walks. Also tops in pretty much lapping the field in strikeouts. Fourth and on-base percentage, but it's just a couple of percentage points behind third. Solid fielding. Now, there's only seven teams in the conference. So it's a little weird to say top half. uh, Because top half is, you know, third or fourth out of seven. But... The top half of this conference is really good. And then you have Kansas and Iowa State. The top two-thirds is really good. If you can beat Texas, if you can beat Baylor in a series, if you can beat Iowa State and Kansas in series, and then win one against Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, you're really good in the softball world. And you'll be in the tournament. Starts this weekend. Team 
don't get swept here. And I think in the baseball world, I, I really do think Texas Tech can go down and win this series. I think Texas will get one, but I think you'll win the series. And I hope you figure out Tabor Fast is that guy on Sunday. It's Rob Bro's show. It's the end of the week. We'll be back Monday. If the Lord's willing and the crick don't rise. Raiderland, 11 a.m. Monday morning. We'll recap a wild weekend, hopefully, NCAA tournament. We'll have the Elite Eight. We'll have more to talk about. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9. News, money, sports. I've been Rob Bro. I'll be Rob Bro. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.